Never, ever let your partner, or anyone for that matter, but especially your partner, treat you with disrespect. No one ever. Why? Because we teach people how to treat us. And if we allow ourselves to be disrespected, we're saying, it's okay to treat me poorly. And I see this problem over and over again with the nice guys that I coach. They tolerate the intolerable. And that's why today I want to talk about dealing with disrespect from our partners, what it looks like, what to do, and how to engage with her when she's angry. But before I do, please do me a favor, smash the like button, ring the bell, and if you haven't already subscribed, do me a solid and do that. I truly appreciate it. All right, so here's a little story. 13 years ago, when my wife and I were first dating, it was a couple of months into our relationship, and we had this big fight. I can't remember what it was about, but I can tell you that it set a precedence for every argument that we would have from then on. And here's what happened. In the middle of the argument, and it was heated. My then girlfriend said, fuck you, Chuck. And she flipped me the bird. Now, right then I knew I needed to set a boundary with her and let her know that this wasn't going to be acceptable in our relationship. So I calmly said, honey, I would never allow anyone to talk to you like that. I would also never talk to you like that. And I won't allow anyone to talk to me that way. I'm going to leave for 20 minutes and I'll come back and check on you and see if we can continue our conversation. So I got up quietly and I went downstairs and I waited for 20 minutes. At this time, I did some self-soothing. I had breathing exercises. I listened to some soft music. I let myself feel a little proud of what I had done because I knew I was setting a boundary and I knew I was setting a precedence. And then I went back upstairs and I simply said, are you ready to continue our conversation? Now she said something snarky and sarcastic and biting. So I just said, it's not okay to treat me like this. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I got up calmly. I went back to the self-soothing and doing my own thing. At the end of 20 minutes, I went back up to the room. And again, I said, can we continue our discussion? This time, she apologized for her behavior. And we were able to talk through whatever it was we were arguing about and come up with a resolution. Now, to this day, she has never said another swear word to me when we're in a discussion and it gets heated. She's never raised her voice. She's never called me names. And I haven't done it either because we both know that we are here to treat each other with respect. And she knows, and I know, that I will establish a boundary and she can establish a boundary to me if either one of us crosses that line. We will simply take a time out. Now, my wife is a wonderful woman. She's beautiful and she's my biggest fan. So the good news is she was able to take that feedback eventually and see that she wasn't going to get anywhere with me by treating me that way. And I'm not saying we haven't had our fights. We've had our fair share, but we haven't crossed the line because we both know that we won't tolerate the intolerable. And I'm perfectly fine with my wife being mad at me and I'm often mad at her, but we keep ourselves in check. And if it gets heated or it gets too high or we start to feel flooded, we take a timeout. Now, one of the problems I've run into with nice guys in recovery is they tolerate the intolerable because they don't know what is tolerable and what isn't. So I want to offer you five intolerable things, things that I won't tolerate in my relationship. Number one is swearing or name calling. Number two, raising the voice or yelling. Number three, any physical or emotional threats such as a divorce or weaponizing the kids or using the sex as a threat simply won't tolerate it. Number four, shaming me or using my past against me in some way to shame me, I will not tolerate. Number five, and this is a big one, if my boundaries are crossed. I will not tolerate the refusal of an apology. In other words, if I 
am feeling that she crossed one of my boundaries, I will come back and I will say something like, when you fill in the blank, I felt fill in the blank, you owe me an apology. Now, if she won't apologize or she gives me sort of an, a sarcastic or passive aggressive apology, I will go back to the separation. Now, I also don't do number five right away in the middle of the argument. I come back and I do that when things are a little bit more calm. And if she refuses to apologize, I simply go back to the first rule of disrespect, which is I will leave the situation for 20 minutes. Now, here's a key. The same thing that I require from her, I require for myself. In other words, she has the freedom to call me out if I break my own rules or if I break one of her rules. Now, the important takeaway from all of this, though, is that your boundaries are only as good as your ability and your willingness to remove yourself from the situation. Let me say that again. Your boundaries are only as good as your ability and your willingness to remove yourself from the situation. So here's a pro tip. Share your boundaries when you're not in a fight, when you're not feeling flooded, when you're feeling more relaxed and calm, and then ask her to share her boundaries with you. So you want to make it a collaboration, not an argument. So it's not a tit for tat. You would approach something like this. Hey, I've come up with some ground rules that I'd like to discuss for when we get into a heated argument and then share that in a discussion, an open conversation. Now, one of the things women will often do is they will say, I won't tolerate you walking away when we're in the middle of an argument. Now, I would say that you negotiate the time for this, that you explain to her that when you're in a situation like that, your brain is flooded and you simply are going to probably say things and do things that you would regret. And as a result of that, you want to take the time out for yourself so that you can calm down. Also, it's really important to note that each time you separate, the time between should increase 20 minutes, an hour, three hours, eight hours, 24 hours. Now you most likely won't get past an hour. I've never gotten past an hour with my wife. And you only need to do this once because if you're consistent and you do this, you establish what you will and won't tolerate. She knows that she's not going to get anywhere with you. And you also know when she sets these boundaries with you that you're not going to get anywhere. Now, if you get to the 24 hour mark, most likely you need to be looking for a lawyer at that point, because some women, some people will simply not respect your boundaries. And when you find somebody who won't respect your boundaries, it's a good indication that it's time for you to remove yourself completely from that relationship. And I know it's hard, but if you don't do it, you're only setting yourself up to be treated in a toxic, hostile environment. Also, what's good for the gander is also good for the goose in this case. It's fine if she does the same thing to you. I mean, if you're behaving badly, it's time to grow up. You are in an adult relationship and you should treat each other with kindness and respect and love. Now, these are just basic ground rules for respect. I've also dedicated myself to being respectful for her and towards anyone else that I come in contact with. I can't set a boundary with someone if I've got that same issue. So if I'm yelling, raising my voice, swearing, using any kind of threats, hostility, 
that's not going to fly. And like I said, if we're doing those kind of things in a relationship, we need to grow up, maybe get some counseling, coaching, therapy, work on those anger management issues. But a good, healthy relationship requires dialogue. It requires that you go back and forth and that you negotiate and you communicate and you learn to compromise and you learn to give each other the gift of your kindness and generosity. So why 20 minutes? That's because when we cross the line that these types of behaviors, we're typically flooded with a hormone called cortisol and it shuts down the part of the brain that's responsible for logic. This is why we typically say things that we wish we hadn't said because the cortisol shuts down this part of our brain, the executive functioning part of our brain that usually filters these kind of things. 20 minutes is about the half-life that it takes for cortisol to metabolize out of your system so that the brain can come back online. When I set a minimum of 20 minutes as a break, I'm giving my brain and I'm giving her brain the ability to start metabolizing out the cortisol. Also, when cortisol gets released, you're not seeing each other as allies, as someone you deeply love. You're seeing the other as the enemy. If the enemy's in front of you, you're going to feel threatened. And if you feel threatened, you're going to get more and more cortisol. And your prefrontal cortex won't be able to come back online. So you have to separate yourself from the person in front of you. Now, the second reason we want to do this is basic operant conditioning. If you go back to Psychology 101 and Pavlov's dogs, you might remember that we are conditioned by stimuli. Now, if I am conditioned by her response, then I get flooded. I am going to need to recognize that and interrupt that. So by removing ourselves, we're not only creating space and safety, but we begin to develop the habit of self-soothing and bringing ourselves back to the state of calm. It also teaches our partner that she can do the same thing. What do you do if you keep having these issues? What if you keep having to set boundaries and she keeps breaking them? Well, like I said, you have to increase the time between when you will engage. For example, let's say your partner has a bad habit of raising her voice, yelling at you, screaming at the top of her lungs, and you start with 20 minutes. It happens again, so you go for an hour, and then three hours, and then three hours to eight, and then from eight to 24. And again, if you get to 24 hours, there's a good chance that you're not dealing with a healthy individual, and you should probably exit the relationship because she's not going to change no matter how much you love her. If you keep tolerating, you're saying it's okay to treat me with disrespect. And that's exactly what a dysfunctional relationship is. So it would be in your best interest to seek out professional help, a counselor, a coach. Now, the good news is you won't have to do this many times. A healthy person will want to work with you and will want to see how their behavior is affecting the relationship. But also don't weaponize this. You can't say, I'm leaving you. I'm never coming back. I want a divorce. If you say those things and you mean it, then follow through. But if you're just saying it because you're upset, then you are in the wrong. We do not abandon our partners and we do not abandon ourselves. We simply remove ourselves from the situation for a period of time. Another pro tip, when you leave, do it quietly. Don't get pulled back into the argument. Don't fall for her begging you to come back and finish the fight. Just firmly say, I'll be back in 20 minutes and then follow through. Finally, I want to leave you with one more thing. You do not deserve to be in a relationship where you're disrespected. 
Nice guys tolerate bad behavior because they don't think they deserve anything more. They're worried about their woman leaving them and not having sex more than they are about having respect from her and more importantly, respect for themselves. Additionally, you can apply these same principles about setting boundaries with anyone who disrespects you, whether it be a sibling, a parent, a friend, a coworker. You simply do not need to tolerate disrespect. If these are important people in your life, healthy individuals, they will see the errors of their way. They'll want to work with you. They'll want to have a relationship with you. If they don't, then they're probably people that will continue to disrespect you, which means they're abusive and toxic and you should remove yourself permanently from that relationship. So take this list that I just gave you, those five things, and add to your own. It's a good idea to share, like I said, with your partner the list and do it when you're not in conflict, but you want to memorize the list so that if you see bad behavior, you can stop it in its tracks. If you like this video, I think you might like the one that I did a couple of weeks ago on living in a sexless marriage. I'll put a link to it right down here. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.